League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western Service crew are celebrating. And welcome back. And what a week in the A-League. CCM pretty much napalmed the balls. Glory lost at home in an almost shocking fashion by the Raw. The Melbourne Derby ended in a draw and West United were completely pantsed by the Smurfs. This week we are joined by Kelsey and Jay. How's your week been, gents? Not great on the sporting front, but the best part is there's always a new week to come. So, yeah, let's go for a W this week. Did you get tennis balls thrown at you in spite of an international friendly? No, I did see. Well, where was that? The tennis balls. I did see something. Breaking so no, it was the Isn't Rangers it? game against Dundee. It was to protest the game in Australia for the old firm. That's right. That's right. Why tennis yeah. balls? Um, because um, in tennis, um, love is not is nothing. Because that's what love means. It means zero. Oh yeah. That's so it's right. emphasised that love is nothing. Smart. Yeah, yeah. so that's a good one. They had a Tifo as well. A uh, bit of fun. Um, good to see everyone's morally opposed to an angry, one of the oldest, most hate-filled derbies coming to Australia. Um, even like the Australian Rangers uh, fan group were trying to organise like trans safe transport for their families and stuff. Like that's, could be a, could be a real like culture change for Australian football, I think, having something that pivotal here. Yeah, they'll get to see real hatred. It's a pre-season game, so it's like there's no real – I mean, there's always bragging rights between Celtic and Rangers, but it's – I don't think it does anything for for anyone, really. Um, As much as I'd like to see it, I think it'd be cool to go to an old firm game and, you know, in Sydney is easier than, you know, halfway around the world, but just go over there. You won't get the atmosphere, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, and the thing is, they have never, they do not play friendly games. It, it's for competition or it's nothing. Mm. Yeah. And it's just kind of seen as a bit of a, like, giving Ange a bit of a, like, a guard of honor home kind of deal, as opposed to any merit for Rangers, which makes sense. Like, they're your enemy. It's a real conflicting moment, like, isn't it, well, Kelsey? Loving Ange. It's also, well, the thing is, right, with, with Septic, they like to say that, you know, Rangers is dead. They've only been around for 10 years, but all of a sudden it's now an old firm because, you know, they can go internationally and make some money off it. Mm. Well, the Rangers re- resurgence under Gerrard is, you know, the old firm games, uh, well, they've always been great because Rangers have still been able to get up over them even when they were shit. But um, now it's like it's not just for bragging rights. It could be for league titles. Every game you play in, every game Celtic play Rangers. So... I think I've got no problem with Celtic coming over here. It's Ange's team. Um, I think you get a, a big um, support behind him. Celtic, obviously, a massive in this country, unlike West Ham. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, I think it's good to see one or the other team come over here. Hell, you could have both teams come over here, but don't have them play each other. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Both teams have a decent following here, but don't have them play one another. I'd like to see a team like uh, I know uh, Barcelona's coming over. That's great. Maybe bring a German team over. You know, something, someone like a, a Dortmund or something. You know, it's Ajax. Ajax. Ajax is a good shout Ajax, as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. 
Guys, do you want to move on to the club update? Sounds good. Yeah. But, yeah, love the ideas. Sorry, I accidentally pressed that button quickly. Um, but, so, the round one of the MPL three season started this weekend with both sides taking on Nunawading FC at City Vista. And both, like, pretty comfortably smashed in competition. We might need these people this week kind of thing. Now, the MPL three under-21s uh, won 2-0. Do not know the goal scorers. The WFC Academy page did not list that. Guys, come on, help us out. Um, Someone just had to watch the Kangaroos game in sadness. Uh, NPL three seniors, uh, 3-0 with goals from Christian Theo Harris, who we could have freaking used on the weekend. Jade Najofsky, apologies if I butchered that name, and Sebastian Lamonaco. Uh, Again, apologies. They each scored one goal. Pretty good. Shout out to them. Good to see the the WMPL sides doing well. Uh, Demanti appears to still be injured. There's been no updates issued by the club. Kilkenny has returned to England due to a personal mat- personal matter, and I'd like to just say uh, my condolences to the family. Do you guys want to talk about the MPL or any of that stuff? No, I just I'll uh, send my condolences as well. Yeah, I think we're all. Um... All sad to hear the news. Hopefully, um, Neil's family is okay, and um, yeah, hopefully he can. It all goes smoothly. He can get back over here soon. Although, you know, um, family is what's truly important. So, you know, take all the time you need. Yeah, yeah, especially with like I think he has a young family as well. Did you guys see the ad uh, the team put out today with Jamie Young and? Neil Kilkenny talking about underage, uh, not under, about uh, uh, young uh, gambling with young people, yes. particularly men, that we're um, the age bracket, which I'm no longer a part of. Um, I jumped in before you could tease me, Kelsey, um, is one of the most common to uh, like makes up a third of all gamblers, which is crazy. And as someone who doesn't like gambling, I, I, I appreciate the club doing this. But is it a bit ironic that we ha- that the league has a a gambling sponsor? Is that weird? We are sponsored by Sportsbet, or at least at one point we had a Sportsbet or someone had a partnership with us. I don't think there's anything wrong with gambling. I think there's problems with irresponsible gambling. Um, I just hate the uh, – and it's what they're trying to push. I hate the amount of advertisement of gambling – during games, um, like you yep. see ad breaks, the footy uh, is way worse with it than uh, um, the soccer. Um, they have, you know, constant um, ad breaks for gambling and then you don't even watch boxing or UFC or anything like that yeah. because they literally have the live odds on the side of the ring pretty much at times. Um, I think it's, uh, it's definitely a problem for a lot of, for, yeah, a lot of young people. Uh, especially now that it's prevalent on the internet. So I think it's a good problem for the club to be tackling. Flip side yeah, of no. that. Oh, you go, Kelly. No, you go. It's fine. Sorry, I was just going to say, on the flip side of, say, clubs and leagues, with uh, sponsorships coming from gambling, probably being a large money, like is a good way to get income, I, I can see why a lot of clubs would take money from gambling companies. It's it's a very easy source of revenue. It's like getting money from the fossil fuel industry. Like it's mm. it's a it's a major way of their major sponsors. I get it. 
just um yeah it's just it's just a bit of a question like i said there's nothing inherently wrong with it it's just everything in moderation and when you're getting constantly blasted with ads all the time it's like maybe you could cut back a little bit on that guys yeah yeah. it's also very targeted to specific audiences yeah the way the ads are done and that so that that's probably the biggest thing i kind of like at least they're trying to you know educate a little bit and you know provide alternative options like not gambling or gambling responsibly i never i never remembered uh, i've watched obviously a lot of afl as a kid never remember seeing any gambling ads back then um and then maybe 10 years ago when it all started popping up on the internet it's sort of taken off from there and it's only gotten worse even Mm. though like they the government and and anti-gambling organizations they're all very well aware of what's going on but uh yeah i think there's just well, too much money in it for for them to do anything about it well you but just look at one last right direction one last point i'll make before we move on is you look at every club's website most clubs have some sort of official betting partner or usually on their site the pop-up ads are usually some sort of gambling related ad mm. that's that's a good point it's such a major revenue stream for clubs and leagues so, and yep. especially how do you, like, the question is how do you monetize your league moving forward in the streaming era where money might not be as available as it has been in the past? It's, it's an opening at question, least, I think. At least we don't have clubs or stadiums named after betting sponsors over here yet. Not that I'm aware Like Bet365 Stadium? Poor Stoke. That is an atrocious name for a stadium. I've actually been past that stadium. Yeah, it's, the, like the side is pool. massive. Yeah. Um, the Stadium. Yeah. 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 That is or, bad. Or the National England Rugby League ground. Yeah. That's why. That is even worse. Now, <laughs> we'll move on. Do you guys want to get into the game review? Yeah. Let's skip quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I trust me, I wrote this today and I was just like, I want to write this. <sighs> but to be honest, this season hasn't had been filled with this many disappointments. Now let's get into the spiel. Win, a win, a lose, and a, a loss and a draw. What a topsy-turvy series of games we have had against Sydney FC this season. Sydney FC managed to draw 3,269 people to the Strata Jubilee Stadium. What were your thoughts in this game where two top six sides were competing in a premium time slot? Look, I think for Sydney, though, it's not really considered a rock. We're not really considered anything to them. And I think that was reflected by the uh, crowd number. Also, Sydney, I don't think they've had large crowds all season, have they? Bar West Sydney, Wanderers and Victory, nothing. Yeah, no. So that's the thing. They look for those two games and then all your, you know, their core supporter base turn up to the rest of the games. And then, you know, for the rivalries, that's when all the people come out for. Yeah, especially if you look at look at the cove between um, this game and the Western Sydney game, it's literally a tenth the size, um, which is very disappointing because you know they're a club that the league's pr- pretty much pushed, you know, won multiple championships in, over the last few years, and they're not getting great crowd numbers, so it just doesn't reflect on the league very well at all. One more thing I'll point out though, with New South Wales as a whole, doesn't matter what sport it is. They tend to be more generally TV watchers than attenders. And that's across the board for all their sports. 
Mm. I think it, like there's a number of factors there. They've also been kind of a little bit move like they've been moving around home grounds a bit as well, like to- Togara and whatnot. So they've, they've had a few. Like I think I butchered that name, but they've had a few different home grounds. They were kind of settled at A and Z for a while from memory. Like I think that's helping the situation, but it kind of looks bad for when the league went. One of you like that, like you'd say that one of the top sides from a state's getting three two on a Saturday night slot, primo t- kickoff time. The weather was fine. Yes, there's been a lot of issues in New South Wales and Australia lately. It just it just didn't seem great. And the the, the attention to detail we get on some of our games, and you're like, but not. Not having a go at anyone is just an interesting thing to talk about, and we don't have much else, much many interesting, fun things to talk about on this one. Um, I'll get into it a bit further. The game started with what would have been West United's best runs for the game, with Prijevic ruled offside after a potential early goal. Do you think he should have been called offside? Yeah, he was off. Yeah. It, like, he was off. Had the Sydney player touched it, he could have put it back on, but he was off. Yeah. He was off. Um, at, had they called it a goal, I think it goes to VAR. I think it's given offside. Um, I linesman just got good eyes to spot that one, but um, you know, ultimately correct call. Um, well finished from Previc. Unfortunately, we didn't get another chance like that. What was that in the opening two minutes? Yeah, it was very good. Three minutes. Yeah, and that was just pretty much it. You know. Yeah, you, you, I got my hopes up thinking, oh, this could be good here, and they were quickly dashed. Yeah, that's yeah. But well, we'll get into it. But I think if that goes, if that's a goal, then it completely changes how the game plays out as well. Yeah, I think we yeah. um, between that and what happens next really affected our morale on the day. And let me get into it. Sydney opened and close scoring with a beautiful goal by Milo Ninkovic, in which uh, in his first game since returning due to injury, this felt like a defensive blindside coming from a set piece. Other team regressing on set piece defence. Kelsey. Was it a set piece? Yeah. I thought he ran down the wing and crossed it back to him. Mm, I can check my phone. I'm pretty sure it was set piece. No, no, sorry, my computer died today. I... Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. By the way, look, it was a beautiful volley hit on the thing. I I think he just picked him out in the right – like it was a beautiful cross to a good spot and he was there to put his foot on it. Yeah. It's about time one of those went in against us because we got pretty lucky in our defending. Take it back. My apologies. Thank you for Cool. No, I I just remember the running down the wing. That that was all. No, you're Um, completely – Ryan Grant says too, yeah. What, where did I get him up with that? It's been a rough day. Um, but yeah, that was I feel like we're ball watching in this goals instance. I don't think it was a Jamie Young error, but I don't no, think No, not were, at all. I don't think we um, had a good day. Good day. Nah, no one I, saves that. I don't and I don't think, yeah, I just think it was a little bit of like you know, like you said, a bit of ball watching and he just wasn't marked properly. He was able to yeah. drift back into the space. And put his foot through it, and it hit the pot like post, and was the right side to go in. It was a good finish. There's nothing I can yeah. criticize on it. It was just a good goal. Ninkovic, I don't care who you striker. are. You, you, yeah, you're not stopping it no matter which keeper you are. No, unless you saw it early, you weren't stopping it. Yeah, 
Any other comments on that, Jay? No. Cool. No. We all want to get away from this game quick. I can tell. It's going to be a short podcast. Uh, West United came back from halftime with some grit, but the end was nigh with Sydney outclassing the, the rather flat West United. In another milestone for the club, Luciano Narsing scored his first uh, goal for the club with a schmick right foot. Ninkovic got the assist with this one. Thoughts? Another great finish. Class, class player as well, Narsing. We haven't really seen him. Was this yeah, his first a, game? First or second? Yeah. I'm not. I, I remember him signing for the club a little no, bit. No, it bad. wasn't his first game, but it was his first goal for the club. Because they kept yeah, pumping yeah, on about yeah. how it was his first goal, but not yeah. Because otherwise, I would have said his first um, game and his his first goal, his first game. Okay. I actually remember. I think Narsing was former Ajax player. Um, played alongside the likes of players like you know Metfist the Pie and all that. Class act, a great addition to yeah. their squad, and he put us to the sword this whole game. Um, yeah. Capped off by that goal. Yeah. Really one to watch for not just Western but the whole league. You've got to keep an eye on him because he's got the potential to change games. And these are the sorts of things that worry me in, uh, when we make the finals because we could hit a great run, win six in a row, get to a semi and get battered 3-0. Mm, yeah. Um, so but- I think it was a, a drop in attention span that day well, that, for that game. Um, it's just something we need to keep up because – we concede first, we lose, we score first, we win. Mm. It's literally how it's going this season. Um, yeah. and But I will say one thing for Narsing. It's players like that we need to help, like recruiting players like that helps elevate the level of the league and the quality across the league. Mm. Yeah, 100% agree. It's good for everybody having better players here. It, yeah, 100% agree. Not mad at the situation. I would have liked to win or at least a... Decent performance, but it is what it is. Um, and in even more tragic news, even Mustafa Amini got in the actual or the third and final goal. Like, man, what the hell? I was I wasn't expecting this today, and uh, yeah. All Look, on- I'd say this was our worst performance for the season so far. Because you take like we got better than the victory game, but we had so many outs due to COVID. The squad was sort of thrown together. The Wellington game we hadn't played for a month, had no real continuity. The first victory game was a random set piece that did us in. This was literally our worst game for the year. Yeah, we got battered. We got battered. Yeah, um, Jamie Young making a mistake leading to that goal. His biggest mistake of the year, Scotty. Would have loved to be on this part of the podcast, but um, as you know, um, Thea, uh, who came on? Sorry, uh, Skatardas comes on. First ball he gets is a fucking you know a, like a what they call a hospital pass in the NFL, a pokey pass. Yeah, yeah straight <laughs> to him on the outside of the box, and it's a hard hit ball. He struggles to control it, which is you know should be doing better. I'm not going to lie, but you're just on the pitch. You're probably not expecting that from your goalie. Loses it. Mamini's just, oh, I'll take that. Scores a goal. And that was the end of our game. Because even at 2-0, I thought, man, we could get a goal back here and, you know, save some pride. But 3-0, nah, we were done. And we just – and it really did kill the game off because nothing happened after that. Literally nothing happened. Um, yeah. I yeah. They put the cue in the rack. And... Like, um, we, we had good plays. Well, 
are a team that could definitely get the three points, but we were missing, I think, leadership on the day, and I think we were really, really missing Neil Kilkenny. I That's think, what I um, get. If now, I could bring up one point from this game, it's Neil. Yeah, I was just about – that was in my kind of notes for the next thing. It's like, what do you think led to this pantsing? Like, here's a couple of things I come up with. It's too short, and I want, like, again, um, do you think pain was underdone? Like, I don't think he's ready to be back yet. I saw fatigue. Um, he's. I think he needs a bit more rest. I would have preferred kind of a Theo Harris in there if we are going to keep pushing – Wales in a midfield kind of forward role, which I I think he's doing decent at, but at this level we need someone tighter. I'm not sure about you guys on that. And as you said, I think Kilkenny has been so crucial to our good performances this season. And my last one is, is Crin ready for what like for where we need him to be? I think, uh, well, we'll go from Connor Payne first. I reckon put him back in the oven. He's not done yet. Um, he was great until he got injured, and then that's like this is easily the worst game he's played all year. Didn't really do anything wrong, but didn't do anything right either. You know, gave us nothing going forward. So maybe give him another week or see how he goes this week, and you know, hit the reset button, try again. I'm not saying to drop him, but um, you know, reassess the situation for sure. Um, what was the second question? Was it Renee Crin? Uh, we already talked about Kilkenny. I dare say we're all yeah, the same well, age. The only yeah, the one thing I think we're missing, other than his obviously obvious playing ability, but um when we have players that screw up, he's getting into them. Um, you know, he's yelling, he's screaming, he's telling them off. Um and usually that's maybe that's why he's not got along with a lot of people at other clubs. But at this club, when you've got so much youth you need that experience to pull you up. And I think we were lacking that. Um, I think players like Wales, especially Wales off the top of my head, could really use a kick in the ass sometimes, even though he's one of our best players. And uh, on Rene Crin, um, I think he'd benefit with having Diamante around him, you know, some more quality around him. Um, he might be a bit undercooked as well, but he's had good games. You know, that City game, he played quite well. He played quite well on his debut. It was a bad night for everyone, really. Yeah. Um, we we put our votes in, but they they were very hard. It was hard to pick, pull votes out of that much. Yeah. It's a real, um, sorry, just to finish. Uh, it's a real reset. Go again. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think the easiest way to sum it up is I have a feeling it was the loss that we had to have. It was just coming. So a flat performance is coming. You look at it outside of Risden. We we're missing a lot. We we're missing three of our key leaders because Topos Stanley didn't start. Diamante didn't st- wasn't available, and neither was Kilkenny. Mm. That that's a lot of leadership and a lot of experience just missing right there. That helps guide those players. Whilst they all you know take their money, his performances haven't been you know the greatest this season. He does bring a lot of leadership and experience in situations. You know, we're just missing a bit this game and it just caught us. Like you said, pain was underdone. I think we all agree there. Um, mm. Wales doesn't seem to, although he tries his best in the midfield, he's not really a midfield player. Like, it was just, you know, we're on a hiding to nothing in that game. Yeah. 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 I, I also think it's, um, well, well, you say it's a loss we had to have. It's probably a loss we've actually sort of deserved as well because, I mean, 
although we've had you know some rough rough runs with the refs this year or at times this year, we've also got very lucky to pick up three points from some of our games where we probably only deserve one. And you know we copper caning this time, it's probably deserved at some point in the season. So I think you're right there, Kelsey. The other point I want to make on, and just to finish up, is this is a good loss for Aloisi, Fox, and all them to just meet up and go, all right. They can learn a lot from this one. They can unpack it. The one nil wins, wins sometimes paper over any cracks. That This one they can look at objectively, go, where did it break down? What went wrong? What do we have to fix ahead of... Because Look, I'd say we're all pretty confident we're finishing in a top six spot. We're going to be playing in the finals, I would say most likely, bar a capitulation. This is something where they can start to reset it now and get it ready for that kind of mm. football at the end of the year. And we can bounce back this week and still go top of the table if all things all things considered. If everything goes our way, game in, games in hand, you know it's we're not even out of it's not like we lost this game. We're out of contention to the top two. We can still fly yeah. home here. But if you look at the, also the last time we lost the game, which was to Wellington, we went on a month and a half tear where we didn't lose. So. We can do that again. I'll, I'll take a 3 0 loss every month and a half or a couple goal loss every month and a half if we can go on a on a spray. As long as that. the next one's on the eve of the finals, so we go undefeated through the finals. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's my um, only little asterisk there. On that note of that, Melbourne City, who have also have two games this week, will still be two two games behind them coming Saturday, regardless of our score. So we, whatever, like, yeah. So we're still, like, trailing well in that the, the Premier's play. So that's, that's a good thing to know. But as you said, mm-hmm. moving back, let's wrap her up so we don't have to have an – I'm just glad we haven't had to do this, like, 12 times like we did last year. Oh, that's that right. was a grind. Yeah. Especially six yeah. in a row. Yeah. Um, so the final score was justifi- justified on the team's performance and – I think we're only up from here. Sometimes you need a bit of a speed bump. Yeah. Now, do you guys do you guys want to get into votes? Yeah. Um, now, before I do yeah. my votes, are you going to read the others? And is someone's vote still standing here for the one vote? Yeah, he's voted. All right, his. then I'm right. Perfect. That's fine. Yeah, he voted. Scott voted that way. Um, I'll read who isn't here, and you guys can read your own. So, Leb voted Rita Garuccio, Tudela Sticker, one to DWH. Scott did. Three to Garuccio, two to Amai, one to Ryan Scott, who was on the bench. Scott was quite upset by this game. Long story short, understandable. It's being a, a football fan is quite emotional. I'll do mine next. Um, so I gave three to Garuccio. I gave two to Noah Botic on his um, debut. Um, there wasn't a lot to take away good from this game. So I thought, get him on the scoreboard. I, I want to see more from him. I like, I want to, yeah, want to see more from our youth and one to the sticker. So he's pretty been pretty consistent in our midfield all year. Uh, who wants to go next? Do you I want to take know, it? Um, I went three, Garuccio, two MI, one Lustiger. Um, yep. They were really the most solid players. Can't really say they did much. All had good passing accuracy. Tomoki, as always, running hard. Um, Lustiger getting a lot of the ball in midfield, just not being able to do too much with it, but still not. Doing anything poorly. Um, yeah. Move on. Yeah. So, <laughs> look, I think we all agree, like, out of the one shining light in the game was probably Ben Garuccio. Uh, so I've gone Ben Garuccio. 
Uh, I've gone Lestica for two. Now, I was going to give it my one, but if we're going to start donkey voting things, I'm going to give Jamie Young one because I feel if Ryan Scott had been in goals, it probably would have been five or six nil. We once gave Ryan Scott three votes at a five nil panting, so I think I can justify Jamie Young for this one. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to say it would have been worse. I'm not going to say it would have been any better. No, I'm not um, going to say We're losing that game. Regardless, our goalkeepers didn't cost us that game. Now, now to actually be serious, my one vote is a mine. <laughs> i just written in that in the spreadsheet. Thanks, man. Sorry, dude. Look, I, I just wanted to... Look, I don't think we should be donking voting, donkey voting things. That's all. Like, stick to players that are on the pitch. He was on the pitch. Okay, people who actually pl- officially played in the game and didn't sit on the substitutes bench for 90 minute, ninety plus minutes. No, nah, all good. I'm just shit story. Do you guys want to know who's currently uh, winning the tally? Yes. So coming first is Leo Lacroix on 72 points. Second is Steve Lusticker, 64 points. Coming third is Josh Risden on 57. On 49, we have Jamie Young. Uh, on 45, we have Alexander Priovich. Ben Garuccio is on 43. Connor Payne coming six on 33. Neil Kilkenny's on seventh on 28. So pretty stacked uh, little roster there. Two games going. Oh, it's a pretty safe lead. But on that note, I, I didn't, we haven't mentioned this yet about this game, but that back pass from Leo Lacroix to Jamie Young, that was horrible. Oh, we hadn't mentioned it yet. How, just Look, it was Lacroix's worst game for the club. He just had a bad day at the office. Yeah. I'm going to say if he has a bad day, we all have a bad day. He really looked lost. Um, he looked out of position a lot of the time, like he didn't know where he was supposed to be. And it was weird seeing that because he's not done that, but hopefully it can be fixed going into the next one. He week. was also cramping a lot during that game, I noticed. He kept doing a lot of stretching. He had one of his legs taped up as well. I think it was his right leg. Yeah. I wonder if he was a bit underdone in that game as well. Yeah. Well, it has been very humid recently as well. A lot of cramping going on. Uh, if you watch the footy, the AFL this round, a lot of cramping going on there as well. Um, players completely well, seizing up and having to be subbed for 10 minutes at a time. And, and all, so it's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's not great weather for soccer. No. And the Europeans all say the hardest part of coming over is, a, they, you know, is adapting to the heat and humidity of the Australian conditions. Because, hmm. you know, for them, it should be like winter, autumn, you know, spring-type deal, you know mild seasonable weather and instead they're playing in humidity yeah yeah which he really does make it a challenging league he he hit the ground running as well remember he's pretty much played most games you know like in contrast to our other internationals who came here for the season he's been here the whole time he's been he was fit straight off the bat so i'm a, a little bit more understanding but I think we should talk about sports, mate. If you're as passionate about West United as we are, you don't want to miss any of this season's A-League live action. And this, and the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with A-League live app. Search for A-League live on Sportsmate, the Apple Google Play stores, links in description. And, yeah, we use it for everything. Settling arguments, understanding fixtures. Don't we, Kelsey? We do. 
especially if someone played any minutes on the pitch, for example. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't yeah. help myself. I know, I, I nah, can, but look, I, I can see it's your good brain. for its stats. Obviously, we didn't need many this week because it was such just a brutal loss. We didn't need to really delve into the fact we got pummeled across the stat sheet. But, you know, yeah. 20, what, how many games do we play in a season? 27? Um, 26 plus finals. Okay, so 25 out of 26 games, we, we we rely on it. You know, there's just one game where we might not want to look at the stats too much. I did uh, trying to write this sheet today, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Keep like Double D, you know, we could have referenced them. We chose not to, not through no fault of sports, mate, purely just through um, it was a bad game. Yeah, not, not my favourite. Um, but, again, it happens. I'm not... I'm not concerned like we were last seasons where last season when we fell off. Whereas we do have a lot of travel over the next eight or so rounds. Yeah, is yeah. it like a three-five split or something? Yes, um, it's pretty. For home think, versus away, I say. I mean, yeah, I it's I think it's predominantly a home like uh, an away strip because we've got Tassie, yeah. Kenny's home. We got one more Ballarat game. I think maybe one more Amy Park, and that's it. Yeah, I thought as much. And the rest is on the road, so at least we should be playing Perth. No way, we already played there. I don't even know the rest of our fixture. It's I don't look at the fixture like. We, play, we got um, CCM a couple of times, I think. Positive, we played CCM up there and what? down here. Yeah, we oh, played wow. Ballarat, and then I think they were our last game for the season. Yeah, yeah. How we finish with them? I, don't, I, just don't, I hope the cum dog doesn't smash us. Anyway. Um, would have a, Would we have another game against Wellington? I would have thought so. Yeah. So yeah. Um, after this week, we don't play Victory again. We won't yeah. play Sydney again. We won't play Perth again. We might play. No, we won't play City again either. We have Perth no. again. That's that's the teams we've all played them three times. So you yeah. play one side. Every side plays twice, and then four teams you play three times. And yeah. this is our last – this is our third game against Victory. So it'll be the last time we so, play them until we meet yeah, the final. We would have CCM twice. There'll be MacArthur, Western Sydney. Go. I got the list. So yeah. Wednesday we have Victory. Then on Saturday we have Raw. Then at Mars Stadium on the 2nd of April we have CCM. The 16th of April we have Perth in Tassie. And on the 19th of April, the Tuesday night, we have MacArthur. Then on the 23rd of April, we have Adelaide in Adelaide. And our final game of the regular season is the 30th of April in Central Coast. There we go. Oh, yeah. No, we did play Western Sydney twice now that I remember it. Yeah. That would make sense. I'm going to go on a road trip for the last game of the season, I think. If it's a weekend. Well, Ballarat is our last home game in Victoria against CCM. Oh, really? Yeah. When's that again? What's the date for that one? In April. What date? Sorry, cut out as you said it. Second of April. Second. Second. Cool. Well, that's that sucks. But I mean, we get we did see a lot of footy playing. I think like we played six or seven games in Victoria in a row at the start of the season, so it was bound to even out at some point. I'm just, I was just thinking before. I'm glad. Well, I hope that um, this is our last season affected by COVID because. The fixtures have just been an absolute fucking disaster this year, and I'm I'm so over midweek games. I don't mind, you know, if you play a couple a year, 
all a season, that'll be all right. Even three, but like we're playing five, six games now midweek. It's just not good, especially when you got yeah. FA Cup and stuff mixed into that as well. It's just not worth it. ACL, yeah. like we aren't affected by ACL, but that's affected scheduling for everyone. Um, yeah. It's just we've it's, got Socceroos Thursday night as well, so you're going to lose some great players like Bruno Fornaroli. Some, <laughs> who's going to play for his home country? Yeah. Uh, he's Congratulations more, to him, though. He spent more time in Australia than Harry Super, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's great, but we're fucked if we got to get Bruno Fornaroli and, you know. No, it's not good, is it? Um, but they've been hit by a COVID outbreak. Goodwin can't play. Like... Josh Risden, get in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they love Ryan Scott. Uh, not Ryan Scott. Um, what's his face? Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant. Well, uh, that's because um, of Graham Arnold, obviously, played a lot with him in Sydney. So yeah, he's going to have favouritism there. Let's get, a, let's get on the game review, guys, because we've got two of these to do. Yep. Uh, let's go. So on Wednesday, the 23rd of the 3rd, Victory hosts Western United at Amy Park at 10.05 p.m., bouncing back from the devastating loss. What do you think we'll need to do to beat the sixth-placed Melbourne Victory, who have uh, beaten us twice the season? Score three goals. Why not ten? Why not ten? Well, ten works too, but three goals. Three goals. Get them 2 0 by the 70th minute, and we're pretty safe. But three goals, and we are 100% safe. I think if we score three goals at any point in this match, we walk away with at least you'd want a point. But um, either score a bunch of goals or don't let victory get anywhere near our net. And I don't think that's happening. And maybe get a bit more of the ball because we have been seeing back a bit recently, and I'm not a big fan of it. Kelsey, thoughts? Yeah, look, we've got to take the game to them a little bit. I don't. If we just sit back and invite the pressure, other teams we can weather this, weather the storm. I'm not so sure. At them. I think we've proven with victory we can't. We struggle with weathering their storm. But then again, it's hard to talk. You look at game one, like the first game. We actually outside of one switch off at a set piece, we actually held them pretty well. The second game, it was a weird, you know, throwing together squad. So I don't know. I. Really what we need for this game is some quality back in the side, like some players who, you know, aren't as injured or underdone. Hopefully, you know, Lacroix can bounce back. Hopefully Payne's a bit more ready. Um, Diamante. I don't know. We're ha- to- yeah, well, I was about to say him, but I don't know how long he's out for. Yeah. You know, obviously. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off Sorry. there, Kelsey. How many yellow cards is it before you miss a game? Is it five? It's five within a certain amount of time, then it resets. Okay, so I think Jan thirty one was a cutoff because Lacroix was at five, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he's still fine. I think the player. That's good because we need him this week. We need him every week, but yeah. yeah. Um, um, I think sorry, I need to start Previch as well. He's he was a problem when he came on against uh, and got our only goal um, in that drubbing we copped in our last game in the Boxing Day game. But Previch, I think, is a real problem. For their defenders, yeah, oh, I deep. agree. You... Yeah, you go. Sorry, no, 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 sorry. I think my internet's been playing up. It's okay. 
Um, yeah, no, I think Kriovic could will would has to start. Agree. Um, he, yeah, he's big, as you say. He, he can be more physical with their defenders. I think they don't do so well with the physical strikers. Um, and then, yeah, you know, if you want to sum him off late in the game, like around the 80th minute, put on some speed, by all means, go for it. But I think Prijevic has to be a certain starter. I, I think um, Prijevic and Dylan Wenzel Halls both play together at some point during this game as well, especially if we were in need of a goal because um, I think it's, it's the sort of... I, I, like it's the sort of combination that won't work against a lot of teams, having the um, the big guy and the little fella um, up front. But I think it will work against victory. I think um, they'll sort of lose their marbles a bit, and we'll be able to get some goals. But that, but it requires a lot of pressure, and we haven't been asserting pressure. We've been happy to soak it up, but we haven't been pressuring anyone the last few weeks. We've just been hopping on the counter, and last week we just couldn't because Sydney, Sydney figured out our game plan. So maybe Johnny's got to switch switch it up. Um, honestly, it's I think it's going to be an exciting game. Um, I've got, you know, we talk shit every week, you know, about what we might see. I've got no idea, honestly, no idea mm-hmm. how we're going to show up. We could win three nil, we could lose three nil, we could draw. You know, it's it's. This is probably this game for me is like our hard, hardest score prediction of the year so far. Yeah, like it could easily be nil all. It could be three three, as you said. It, it could be a four three. It could be three nil four. It could it's be anything. Literally anything. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to ask you guys for score predictions. Three nil Western. I'm going to say 2-1 Western. I think we bounce back. I'm going to say it's going to be a goal of Palooza, 3-3. Nah, go 4-3 at the very least. To victory. (laughs) No, I don't go 3-2, but I think it's going to be high scoring. Both teams are going to be really chasing just to put them in the net. And, yeah, I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, yeah, yeah and- I think it's going to be 3-3. Three, three. We score late in the first half, midway through the second, and late in the second. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take it as long as we get a point. I'll, Kelsey, where are you at? Yeah, I'll still stick with my 2-1. Okay. Yeah. Any, any final comments on this game? Get down there if you can. It's going to be rough midway game, but there's going to be a lot of victory boys showing up, so... Show them who at least the second best team in Melbourne is because City aren't going to show up to their midweek games. We might as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelsey? Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see this game because, yeah, I, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to really be a good uh, kind of precursor of how the rest of our season is going to land with what squad availability we currently have. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to move on to our next game? Oh, Preview. yeah, I just realized I still got the sports made soccer ball there. I'm a bit lazy on that one today. So, and on an interesting note, we have a tied highest win percentage against Perth Glory and Brisbane Raw with 66.67% of games played. Well, let's dive so, into it. 
Don't you mean we've won 66.67% of the games we have played? Not we've played 66.67 games against them? 66.66. Whatever. Get off my case, Kelsey. <laughs> if you've got an issue, 66% of our games against them and win 66% of them, that's points. <laughs> I feel like having the, like, that Charlie Day numbers, like, you know, that numbers that... <laughs> A big day. I rushed through this so hard. But yeah, we've got a good high. We've got a good win percentage against Perth Glory and Brisbane Raw. They're tied. Um, so it's our, our third game in seven days. We take on Brisbane Raw at Dolphin Stadium. Now, obviously, we can't speculate that much on what's going to happen because obviously we've got a game on Wednesday prior. But what would you like to see from the lineup considering we had a midweek game? Look, the only thing I, I wouldn't mind seeing. Is I was, I was, I'm still surprised against Sydney. Theo Harris was completely dropped from the squad. So I wouldn't mind him coming back in, whether it be on the bench, just on the bench even as an option. I was, I was still surprised by that. Um, but I, I don't think the lineup will change too much. Otherwise, he's clearly shown that he, he goes a certain way. If they're speedier strikers, you know, Amai's going to be the starting centre-back with a quiet. If it's more of a physical one, you know it's going to be Topo Stanley. At the back, you know it's going to be Risden. You know it's going to be Garuccio. Um, I'll, I'll dare say Kilkenny won't be back by then. No. Um, so then it then it just comes down to the rest of You wouldn't think Payne's going to play all three games given he still looks underdone. Um, so, yeah, I guess it'll just come down to able bodies. I reckon Bayou might get a start this game. One of the two, I think, yeah. Maybe not yeah. the victory game. I think the victory games we need to worry about. Although Brisbane... Put Perth to the sword this weekend. They look very, very good. Mm. Um, so even though they're bottom of the ladder, uh, I don't think they're dead bottom anymore. But um, close to the bottom of the ladder at the very least, they've still there's still a team we've got to look out for and not underestimate. Or they could beat us and beat us handedly. Um, we haven't scored four goals all season, so. There you go. Um, I think four points from these next two games are bare minimum. Agree. I think everyone would agree. Yeah, bare minimum. Yep. You got to keep I'll that take- pressure on um, on City, especially with they yep. with their they're going to have a much busier schedule than us. So, got to keep that pressure on them because they will slip. If we can keep the pressure up, they'll slip before we will. Yeah, no. If we want top two, four points is required. Is the bare part is the bare minimum pass mark. Obviously, what should what we really ideally want is the six points, but four is the minimum we can allow if we want that top two. Mm. Yeah. Score predictions: two-one Western United. I'll say the one-nil Western United. I'm in the two-one camp. 2-1 or 3-1, but I'm going to go 2-1. I think Brisbane are going to play well. Yeah. I, I don't think they're bad, and we could be in a bit of a, a low-performing patch. Um, but, yeah, not a bad thing. We'll see how it goes. The season isn't lost. We could still make finals. Worst case, we don't win these next two games. It's not the end of the world. It's not like season two. You just yeah. put your team what? Look, do you go? We need... Sorry, we need a lot to go wrong to not play finals this year. Yeah, a lot yeah. to go wrong. Yeah. Um, I think 
top four is the bare minimum for us this season. Um, so that way we at least get one home final. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the way it's got to be done. So push for that, I reckon. 100%. Do you guys want to get into the tipping comp? Sure. Sweet. Now, because my computer died today, I'll be reading it off my phone. Apologies to anyone who can't see it. I just want to point out that this whole season, I've not gotten a single tip wrong in the tipping comp. Sure, I never entered it, but I've never gotten one wrong. It's because you couldn't remember your password. Tells me. Um, I don't know my password. I couldn't be bothered signing in. Thanks for putting like like your housemates might win this. The unofficial fifth member, uh, sixth member of the pod. Um, so coming first is methodical flamethrower on forty-seven points. Coming second, who's had a bit of a resurgence is Andrew Tran. We do not want him touching another trophy. No, or anyone else. Yeah. Third is Woodster ninety-nine, who just dropped to sec uh, to third place from second, who's been pretty consistent. Uh, Sherlock Machine, aka Nick, um, coming fourth on forty-four. I'm coming sixth. Now, Levy T's coming seventh on thirty-eight. Harris Mania comeback, your mate Jay, and all of ours really is um, coming coming eighth on thirty-six. Uh, who else is there? Joker Baby coming fourteenth. Fourth race, just like the real Joker baby. Uh, look at Scott coming equal twenty first, and shout out Gerald Lynch coming equal twenty fourth. I'm sure, I love that. Um, he's, um, he's coming last. Um, you know, just to pay respects to his beautiful team, uh, St Kilda, because they're going to definitely finish bottom this year. Again? Uh, no, they're not. But I like saying that. I hate St Kilda. Uh, so do out, I. Shout out Peak A-League Podcast, one of the best ones out there and probably the most friendly to Western United. Uh, do you guys have anything from around the grounds? Or Carter? Oh, I did. Oh, it's too depressing. I can't say. It's football related, but um, it's too depressing. Put it this way: uh, I saw some footage last weekend that uh, made me think I'm going to give the World Cup in Mexico a skip. Oh yeah, um, ah. disgraceful, disgraceful stuff. I might have brought it up last time, but yeah, it's just it's not getting any better over there. That's my red card probably for the week. And um, I don't know. Also, we did something this morning that Arsenal couldn't do. Liverpool beat Nottingham Forest. And? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had I a love, point there. Um, uh, it's, it's just I yeah. love being in cups, winning them, you know. It's fun. It that, really is. Yeah, I, I would know being 14-time FA Cup champions. The only team on 14. The only team on 14. Hey, how many FA Cups are we won? Because I can tell you, it's not zero. It's not zero like your Champions Leagues, bro. (laughs) That's okay. We've all seen that dodgy refereeing in 2006 Paris. Bro, dodgy referee or not, you're never winning six. You're never winning six, bro. Well, you can't win six in one season. That's a statistical impossibility. No, you're just not winning six, period. 
If you could do it, but in one you just season, said six. You you didn't you didn't caveat it. You just left that wide open to interpretation. No team oh, can win six on, in guys, one season. It's impossible. Just let's drop the argument, guys. I, I'm too old for this. Um, yeah. Uh, there's one thing I would like to give a shout out to this week uh, in Carded. It's a bit of an RIP. Wait. Oh, yes. Shout out. Uh, you don't talk about it. RIP Scott Hall. Lev and I spoke about it last week. He was uh, the day before they uh, he left. Shout out Scott Hall. RIP the bad guy. One of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Yeah. Throughout the TV title because he didn't come with free TV dinners. Respect. Yep. yep. Good egg. Good wrestler. Had his um, troubles. Did his best. Just quickly, while we've got time, um, you know, we're just probably wrapping up a bit early, but I wanted to get your guys' opinions on it as well, going off script a little bit here. We have mm. Socceroos versus Japan on Thursday. How do we think that's going down, boys? Oh. It is a must win. Oh, a roll is They like to, no offense, they're in Saudi Arabia, I think, in Doggers in the last two matches. I think they're going to go, both teams will play for the draw. I think that'll happen too. But I don't see a scoring. Like, um, I watched Japan's last game and, um, they have players like, you know, Tommy Asu, who's at Arsenal, Minamino, Liverpool. Well, he won't play. Um, he's still injured. Tommy Asu injured? Tommy Asu's been injured since the um, League Cup lost to Liverpool at home. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they've still got players. You know, they've got players all around Europe at the moment, Japan. We're not looking, you know, we don't have anywhere near the calibre. It's going to be a real long night in Sydney, I think. Um Bruno Fornaroli or not. I, I like seeing Bruno in the team, to be com- like completely honest. I think it's cool. But it also doesn't reflect well on the game in Australia that we're yeah, – th- like, the only reason Bruno is in there is because we have a severe lack of strikers. And um, who's our main man at the moment? Um, Taggart, isn't it? Taggart. I think he's injured. Um, Nikita Rivitskaya. I think he's a he's injured as well. I, I butchered the name, sorry. Um, but yeah, we we it's just I think it's a very it's a low point in in Australian football considering where we were just five years ago, six years ago, winning an Asian Champions League with not a great squad, but a squad that played well. Now I think I don't um, to... I, I I think it's make or break for Corica. Sorry, not Corica. Um. Graham Arnold. You mean Arquina? Yeah. Well, people wanted Angie out. Uh, since Angie's been out, we've played abysmally. Oh, come on now. We could get thumb 6 nil, and uh, Robbie Slater will still write a positive article about uh, Graham Arnold. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think Arnold – well, I, I think um, a quali- the only way Arnold keeps his job is if he qualifies for a World Cup. I think we're not going to qualify for this World Cup. And that's the first time I true. This is the first time, like in living memory since 06, 
where I truly believe we won't qualify for that World Cup. I think it's going to be rough. We Look, I think, yeah, going back to your original thing, though, Japan will play for the draw. They'll go for the win if it's there. If we give them a wide-open opportunity, I do it. But other than that, Japan is going to stay defensively resolute, aim for the draw, get the point, and move on because then they know they're safe. Yeah. Yeah. It, if, if we do go for the World Cup, the fun part is we're probably going to have to do it the hard way again. And um, the hard way um, involves a lot of fun times. Like some of my most fun Socceroos memories are us making the World Cup and winning those knockout games against teams from South America. So that'll be fun, but I just I don't see it happening. This this is the first like World Cup run where I don't have any hope for us whatsoever. Um, usually I'm pretty optimistic because anything can happen, but I think we're in big, big trouble. Can I put a little bit of gambling knowledge in here? So I've just looked it up, the odds. You know I love my gambling mm-hmm. earlier in this episode. And tell <laughs> you know me for 14 years – no, no, don't no. You don't love your gambling. You love your statistics. He once put a dollar in a poker machine, won $2, cash, and went, I'm now up. I'm never gambling again. That's not even a joke. That's how you that, do it. Yeah, I, I never really gamble. Um, I'm happy with my money. Uh, on that note, Australia versus Japan. Um, Australia is paying 280 and Japan's paying 250 So the odds pretty close. And draws 320 on ab.com.au. I'm not encouraging pretty much. Pretty much pick them odds, but I reckon there's might be a bit of money to be made on Japan, but who knows? They might I think you might be right, Kelsey. They might just play for a draw, play it safe. But if they score an early goal, they could absolutely cane us. So it's one of those yeah, wait and look, see games. Here's the thing for Japan. They know we have to attack them because the only way we can qualify is by winning. So we have to be open. We have to be aggressive. They can sit back. Like I said, if they can see a clear opportunity to pick us off, they'll go for it and go for the win. But Mm. they won't do it at the cost of the defensive structure. They will stay disciplined the entire 90, I reckon. Yeah. Look, I do hope we win on Thursday, but I just don't see where it's coming from. We're going to have to try something else. Because I honestly, like, sure, we smacked Vietnam, but they're no problem, honestly. Japan, South Korea, even, um, was it Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia's in our group, yeah. They they gave us real problems as well. Even China, we dropped points against China. You can't be dropping points against China. Um, Yeah, and... Our last game's away in Saudi Arabia too, and they already we already drew with them at, in the home leg. So, like, it'll leave it yeah. with all to do in that leg. And even even if we lose if we lose to Japan, that could even still be over regardless. Yeah, like we win. Well, both games are must win, and I think we need to at least win one of the games to make the knockout yeah. spot. So uh, it's going to be rough, but let's hope we can do it. For a fourth World Cup in a row. Yeah, well, Japan are on a five-game win streak. No, it'll be the fifth one in a row. They've got, Six, they've 10, 14, 18. Sorry, no, no. Fifth one in a row, you're right. Fifth one. Yeah. yeah. And like, nothing will ever beat... Yeah. Nothing will ever beat the... Um, our boy Johnny Aloisi scoring the penalty, but I wouldn't mind some scenes like that in a World Cup. <laughs> Not yeah, to get to one. We're, we're, we're short for strikers. Why don't we just give John Aloisi the call up? What's he doing lately that he's that busy with? I don't know. 
I'm thinking maybe we should go find some just a bunch of like championship level players, <laughs> you know, give them some call, you know, say, oh, you know, pretend they've been living in Australia for five years, fudge the citizenship test. All of a sudden we've pretty much got Fulham playing for us. <laughs> I think that's more of a, I think we're more of a chance there. So uh, uh, a yeah. new Australian immigrant, Alexander Mitrovic. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's actually going to get a call up to his, you know, actual place. <laughs> place oh, no. he's, so good. he's an absolute, an absolute machine. Like while we're on football, Mitrovic already broken the uh, all-time championship goal scoring record with 12 games to go. That is unreal. Uh, yeah. Get him over to Western United, I reckon. Yeah, because we've got the funds for that. <laughs> That'd be pricey. But yeah. We can pay him uh, in Suvlakis. Yeah. Pay me in Suvlakis. Mitrovic, Previc, we'll just put together a team what? of bitches. That's about it from me from the from the uh world football corner. Uh Kelsey, anything you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I held it down for Arsenal last week, um, just so you know. Look, nah, look, it was a terrible sporting week, so I know Jay Stark was... Look, it was a terrible sporting week until finally, at least we beat Aston Villa. I'll take that. I'll take that good away win. That was probably the highlight of my week. Started off good with Toronto beating Dallas. The rest of my team just went horrible from there, and then it picked up again with Arsenal winning. That was a rough game as well. Arsenal did well to get three points from that because Villa were coming towards the end of that game. They yeah. were really giving it a crack. So I'll, I'll take yeah. that. I won't yeah. take. I won't talk about my. I don't want to talk about AFL. Yeah, I'll do it. That's why. really my my week started off with Richmond, Richmond losing, wow. and it didn't get Richmond. any better. <laughs> yeah, um, the flag dons did real well too, didn't they? Yeah, but I only flexed that shit to you guys. I literally have no interest in AFL but spiting you guys and inciting you guys. Um, I will say my, my record of the week recommendation is Drop Dead's 2020 um, album, Drop Dead 2020. Freaking sick hardcore from the, like, the greats of hardcore. Amazing. This, that's, I'm going to say that's, my, like, that's what I've been listening to this week. Um, yeah, I think that's us, guys. You, you, I think this wraps yeah. us up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Don't good. Forget, yeah. Honestly, it was a hard podcast to do this week because uh, we we really wanted to skip through that <laughs> that Sydney game, and so we had to fill about about eight minutes worth of time. But yeah, I was just seeing if there's any other hardcore on my recent playlist that's really sick. New Blood Incantation, pretty solid. Um, oh, also digging that Wallhausen name as a shout out to what I'm assuming is Danhausen. Hell yeah, AW. <laughs> Yeah, that wraps us up for the week. Don't forget to check us out on social media for up-to-date West United contact content. Share, like, subscribe, review. All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? Gang, gang, all West, aren't we?